This message you're about to listen to was recorded live at the retained Christian Church of God, Fountain of Life Parish, December Farms Road, at Cable Stop, at Baradusada Road, Ogun State. The blessed as you listen. Isaiah 2, verse 2 to 3. We are still going to sing another song. I want us to read Isaiah 2, verse 2 to 3 together. We take one prayer. Can we read together? One to go. And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow unto it. Verse 3. And many people shall go and say, Come ye, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us his ways, and we will walk in his paths. And for out of Zion shall go forth the Lord, and the walk of the Lord from Jerusalem. I want to lift up your voice and say, Father, Father. in out CCG fountain of life parish, in this year 2021 father teach us your ways in the name of jesus father teach us your ways father teach us your ways father teach us your ways father teach us your way your way, your way, and help us to walk in your cancer. Lembrokia lakia baria bosekiti. Repalagaba ebrakia baria marakata. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. When I come into your presence, I'm so happy. your holy name. Lord, we thank you because everything you can give is available in your presence. Thank you because you are here this morning. Thank you because according to the desires of each and every one of us here this morning, you will meet us. You will encounter us. Lord, I ask this morning that you send your word with power. Send your word with impact. Let every heart be a fertile ground where your word will bear fruit this morning. Let your name alone be glorified. By the power of your word this morning, let every mountains of ignorance crumble in the name of Jesus. Send the light of your word and let our lives never remain the same. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. God bless you. You may be seated in God's presence. You are welcome to church this morning. And this morning, before we go into the anointing service, which we have tagged the anointing for restoration, I want to speak to us very quickly on one of those things the Lord has laid in my heart very strongly this year. The topic that says, seeking to know God. Seeking to know God. As humans, we can sometimes look at ourselves, look at our lives, and begin to draw up some conclusions. If only I know somebody at the top, maybe I won't be where I am. 
If only I know someone in that very office, maybe I would have landed that good job I was looking for there. If I had known someone in that very place, that person would have been a ladder through which I would have been able to benefit from whatever is available in that place. But I want to tell someone listening to me here this morning that the best connection a man can have is the connection with his or her maker. You can go to the university and have multiple degrees. You can know quite a lot in a lot of areas. But until your knowledge of God is proper, until your knowledge of God is true, until your knowledge of God is without heresy, you may not be knowledgeable. This morning, I believe God that God will expand our understanding in the name of Jesus. Psalm 42, verse 1 to 2. Psalm 42, verse 1 to 2. David says something there that I want us to read together as we go on. Can we read together from the screen? One to go. As the heart panted after the water brooks, so panted my soul after thee, O God. My soul tested for God. For the living God, when shall I come and appear before God? This was somebody saying that the same way the heart or the deer panted after the water brooks looking for where to drink water whenever it is thirsty, my soul is panting for the living God. It's not panting for the will of men. It's panting for the, willing God, for the living God. I want to know this God. I want to encounter him. I want to be filled with his knowledge. I want to be filled with his understanding. I want to have the knowledge of his ways. That was exactly what David was saying in that place. And I want to tell us that for as many that have the kind of mindset David has, this very year is your year. Because the Lord will meet you. In the name of Jesus. Habakkuk 2 verse 14. Habakkuk 2 verse 14. The Bible makes us to understand. That for the earth. Shall be filled. With the knowledge. Of the glory of the Lord. As the water. Covers the sea. Friday night. We were with Daddy Gio at the camp. And one of the prophecies he told us about is that there is a new wave of glory that is coming. And we now see CG, we will be partakers of it. The whole head will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God. You and your family, your environment, your household will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God this year, in the name of Jesus. But you must be thirsty for it. You must desire to know God and experience his glory. Daniel said in Daniel eleven thirty two, he says something that makes me to know that there is a great advantage or there are great advantages in knowing the God we serve. Let's read together from the screen. One to go. And as such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. But the people that do know their God, they shall be strong and they shall do exploit. In this world that we have, challenges will come. Battles will come. But it is only those whose knowledge of their God is deep enough that we stand. And such people will become stronger than their challenges. And by the hands of that, those people, God will do exploits. 
May you be one of those I am talking about this morning. In the name of Jesus. What does it mean to seek God? To seek God means, let's look at what it means, what the word seek means first. To seek means to, uh, to attempt to obtain or achieve something. That's what the word seek means. And talking about seeking to know God, it means seeking to acquire the knowledge of God. It means seeking to know the mind and the way of God. It means seeking to have a closer walk with God. It also means seeking to become a custodian of divine secrets. If you are very close to someone, by virtue of the fact that you are close friends, it is possible that there are secrets you share between yourself that others don't know. So those who have sought God to the level that they are close enough to God, they become custodians of God's secrets. And this is why people like Daddy Gio, by virtue of their closeness to God, they can know what God has in plan for us for the year. And they will come out to tell us. I want us to know that God is not a partial God. The way God deals with pastor, he can deal with member that way. The decision for us to desire to get closer to God is all our destiny is waiting for. Because those who draw closer to God, God draw closer to them. In Jeremiah 29 verse 13. The Bible says, Jeremiah 29 verse 13. And ye shall seek me. And find me. When ye search for me. With all your heart. Prophet Jeremiah is trying to say. That. The time when a man will find God is that time when that man has decided that all of him will look for all of God. Everything in him will search for God until God is found. You will find God this year in the name of Jesus. I want to tell us seven things. Those who are diligently seeking God will experience in a year like this. Seven things. I will quickly mention them. Then I will start to speak about them one by one. The first thing is fellowship. Seekers of God, they will enjoy fellowship with God. The second thing is encounter. The third thing is revelation. The fourth thing is what I call conviction. The fifth thing that seekers of God will experience is growth in faith. That is, their faith will become stronger. The sixth thing that will happen is that their faith will make them to show actions of obedience. And lastly, number seven, they will experience undeniable results. I want to start with fellowship. We fellowship with God in the place of prayers, in the place of Bible study, in the place of worship. David said in Psalm 16 verse 11, Thou will show me 
the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. David was trying to say, in the place of fellowship with God, I find joy. In James 4 verse 7, verse 8, James 4 verse 8, the Bible makes us to understand that if we draw near to God, God will draw near to us. We are the one that we initiate fellowship with God. And as we initiate fellowship with God in the place of regular and persistent prayers, study of God's word, worship, God himself will begin to draw us closer. You just realize that you desire to pray and worship for one hour and you don't know when four, five hours has gone. That is what God can do. Because until we get to a point where God himself is fellowshipping with us, we, by the harm of flesh, we can't tarry long in God's presence. Prayer can be very difficult where the flesh is ruling. I can say 12 midnight to 2, I want to meet God. I can even set alarm. But by the time the alarm is ringing, me that set that alarm myself, I can silence it. And say, this sleep is sweet. Abby, ah, I need to sleep small. I need to sleep small. It's very difficult. But as we make effort to sacrifice our sleep, our convenience, you just realize that there are some nights that you don't plan to pray or do anything, God himself will wake you up with an encounter and you and God will begin to commune. There are some people here, in this very year, you begin to have those kind of strange experiences in the place of fellowship with God in the name of Jesus. Apostle to Paul was a new convert in Acts chapter 9. He was going on the road to Damascus to persecute Christians as usual. And Jesus met him, blindfolded him, and he was led by the hand into the city. And by virtue of that encounter, he was into a three days fasting and prayer that he didn't plan. For three days he was fellowshipping. And in the process of that, God got involved in the fellowship. And that will lead us to the next thing that happens to those who see God. From the place of fellowship, encounter will come. Encounter will come. Those who fellowship intensely with God regularly, they meet God. Our God is alive, it's not vague. Our God is not just one kind of deity. We are serving the living God who is real and can encounter people. So our God is not just the God that we give testimonies to. Yes, God does things and we testify. But beyond that, the God we serve is a God is the only God that encounters his children. So in the case of Apostle Paul, he encountered him. And in that encounter, God showed him a revelation. And that same revelation, God told prophet Ananias, describing the house where Saul was, go to so-so-so place, where Saul is. He had seen in a revelation how you came to lay hands on him so that he could receive his sight. Go and do that we saw by himself and seen in the place of encounter. Ananias went to do that. Praise the Lord. 
In Genesis 28, verse 16, still talking about encounter. Jacob, Genesis 28, 16. Jacob got to a place where a stone was his pillow. And it was in that place that Jacob woke up out of his sleep. And Jacob, Jacob, Jacob said, surely the Lord is in this place and I know it not. Why? Because he saw a trafficking of angels ascending and descending. For somebody listening to me this morning, the house where you stay, in that very house, the, there shall be trafficking of angels in the name of Jesus. You will see like Jacob, a ladder that ascends to heaven. And your prayers will be ascending to heaven. Just like the book of Revelation says, there are angels in heaven with golden vials in their hands. And those golden vials, they are the prayers of the saints. There will be angels that will be taking your prayers to heaven and bringing them back to you as mighty testimonies this year in the name of Jesus. If we are seeking to know God from fellowship to encounter, and our encounters will lead us to number three, revelations. In Acts chapter 9, verse 10 to 18, the story of Apostle Paul I was talking about earlier. God gave him a revelation that was to come to pass. And that revelation came to pass. That will be your experience in the name of Jesus. Amen. I was speaking during lockdown on a topic called Behold, he prayed. Using Apostle Paul as a case study. And I was challenging many of us old believers using the story of Apostle Paul. It is possible for somebody to give his life to Christ today and overtake people who have gone ahead of him. Because Apostle Paul gave his life to Christ and went into the place of fellowship for three days as a new convert, he started to see visions within three days of giving his life to Christ. After three days of giving his life to Christ, he was already launched into the realm of the miraculous. So, this subject of seeking God that we are talking about, you might have been in church for 20 years. If you don't get serious with God, one drunkard from the beer parlor will walk into church, hear the word of God, give his life to Christ, just get serious with God, and you start seeing him manifesting what you are here to manifest. I have seen this on a few occasions. And in the things of the kingdom, overtaking is allowed. That's why some of us who are old believers, we need to be careful. One of the prophecies of this year is that God will relocate some people from the back seat to the front seat. I don't know what that means to you. But I'm saying to you, it doesn't matter where you are. The Lord will promote you spiritually in the name of Jesus. From revelation comes conviction. When Job was terribly sick and things around Job were terrible, Job was still convinced that the God is serving is good. Abi? That's why in Job 14, 14, he was still saying, all the days of my appointed time will I wait until my change come. By virtue of the kind of experience Job had had with God, Job had certain convictions that his problems couldn't just detach from him. That's why even when the wife was saying, curse your God and die, he was saying, no. 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 If a man die, shall he live again? All the days of my appointed time will I wait. See my chain come. I won't allow discouragement. I am convinced that my God is not a dead God. 
So Job, Job was saying, I cannot backslide because of my problem. My problem is too small to make me give up on my convictions over the years. I refuse to change my mind concerning God. That was what Job was saying. Somebody said deep conviction. They don't just come. They come due to fellowship, encounter, revelations. You know when David was to confront Goliath and the king was telling David that you this small boy what did David what did David do David gave one of his testimonies when I was keeping my father's sheep a beer came Abby, I tore it to pieces David had a deep conviction about God based on his experience his previous encounter with God God has helped him before to tear lion to tear beer that's why he could be so convinced that Goliath was doomed to die. And that's what leads us to the next one. Conviction fuels faith. If you see a man that has faith in God, it is because that man has deep convictions about God. If you see those whose faith dies and they backslide, what has happened to them is that they are no longer convinced that their God is still alive. They are no longer convinced. Satan has used their problem as a weapon to brainwash them into believing that God is not alive. Faith in God is a product of deep convictions. Deep convictions. If you notice that in the face of any little challenge, your faith begins to shake, it is because your convictions about God are not deep enough. Romans 4, verse 20 to 21. Romans 4, verse 20 to 21. Speaking about Abraham. The Bible says something here. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. He was still very convinced. Abi, that is why he was strong in faith. Giving glory to God. Verse 21. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. So Abraham didn't just have faith in God. Abraham was convinced Deeply convinced that God cannot lie. If God has said he will do something, he will do it. So if that thing has not come, I will still wait. He will do it. Conviction and faith, they work together. If your convictions about God are not deep enough, your faith will be weak. And that will lead us to the next one. If your faith is strong enough, your faith will produce actions of obedience. Actions of obedience. When God told Abraham in Genesis 12, get out of your father's house, out of your mother's house, out of your kingdom, get out of their midst, and go to a place I will show you. Abraham didn't just obey God. Obedience of God in that situation was based on faith. 
And his faith was based on his convictions. And his convictions must have come from revelations that he has had. Or revelational knowledge or insight that he has gained. And that could have come from encounter. And the encounter could have come from fellowship. I'm trying to walk it back. Because I want us to get a hold of what I'm trying to say this morning. So Abraham, all his life was just producing actions of obedience because his faith in God was intact. Isaac came at old age and God said in Genesis chapter 22, give me Isaac. And Abraham like Mumu carried Isaac and was going to sacrifice him. There are many people that people in the world call foolish men and women who are doing what they are doing because of their faith in God that is producing actions of obedience. One of the messages I preached in the early days of this church was divine separation. And I remember sharing the story of Daddy Gio in that message. About how one day the late general superintendent came to church and Daddy Gio was a new worker in church. The late general superintendent came to church and said, God has a need. And the need that God has will cost money. God is saying, you should go and empty your account and bring all you have. I'm sure there were people in church that day who were saying in their mind that pastor is hungry. There, there will be, there will always be people. If I make such, a, such announcement here, some of you will not come next Sunday. All of them went home, workers in God's vineyard. They went home, some people used Add knowledge to calculate very well. It doesn't make sense. How will God say I should go and empty my account? Uh, what will I be eating? How can God be wicked? Baba did not even say God say we should bring 10%. Maybe that's our tight. Everybody went home. They didn't do as that Baba said. It was only that they had a boy and mommy that did it. They agreed together and they brought everything they had, like Mumu. Unknown to them, God wanted to choose the general overseer of RCCG. And God gave that instruction. And God needed to separate them. God needed to separate that deal from others. So, what others will use their own brain to calculate and argue. They, like Mumu, they did. And that was how the late Baba started to identify who will succeed him. And there are some other tests like that. Actions of obedience, they are not easy. But those who know God, who have faith in God, who are sensitive enough, when God is the one speaking, they will not see man, even if it's a man. That God is willing to speak. When you see those who are giving their tithe to God. It's not because they are foolish. It's because their own faith in God has gotten to the level that they know that honoring God is rewarding. They know that honoring God is rewarding. But those who listen to that they freeze. They don't know that honoring God is rewarding. What they know is that pastors want to use their money to buy debt. That's what they know. Abi, those who listen to Daddy Freeze and other online confusionists, that's what they know. This year, I want each and every one of us to make personal resolutions that I must know God correctly. Not the way pastor described God to me. Not by letters. There are those who know the Bible from beginning to the end. Any scripture they quote. But no encounter. 
There are those working in publishing houses where they publish the Bible, but they don't know God. They don't know God. It is possible for me to be working where they even produce open heaven. Our daily devotion is possible. And I don't know the God that is inspiring the open heaven. It's possible to just know God by letters. Quote scriptures here and there. It's possible. But I don't know God. This year, you will know God by experience. In the name of Jesus. And from actions of obedience, we go to results. 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 You know, let's just look at that did you. There are no better examples around. One day, I was discussing with my wife. I said, as I went God told that you to go to that bush, to go to that bush. How many women can follow their husband to inside that jungle? Where there are no houses, where they were living with snakes. How many women? How many of us? How many of us can go if daddy says, God said we should relocate inside jungle? How many of us? But the result of today, the result of today is such that if you and your family, you go to camp today and you take your family around, you will see some places where your family will tell you, Daddy, I wish we have house here. I wish we are living here. And if you have been to camp, you've been to some places. There are places in camp today that the houses there are more beautiful than what you have in VI. It's a place you will love to live. Every time I go there, I don't feel like coming back early. The result today is convincing people to have faith in God. But as at when Daddy Joe was obeying God, those results were not there. And for Daddy Joe now, those results, they are reasons for him to go back to God in fellowship. And as he goes back to God in fellowship, Fresh encounter will come. Fresh revelation will come. Abby, new convictions will come. His faith in God will receive promotion. And when God says, do another thing, he does it again. He produces action of obedience again. And greater results will come. This morning, I'm trying to take us through a cycle that if we are thirsty enough to be seeking God, there are certain things God will be taking us through. And you just realize that your walk with God is becoming more and more enjoyable. More and more enjoyable. I was telling the workers this morning that you shared with us at the camp on Friday, that he is believing God to plant 10,000 churches this year. And I was telling the workers this morning, I said, in Chapel of Grace area where we came from, this is the fourth church we have built in five years. And the church is always completed before we start service. Many, they will look at us and say, those people, they are rich. We are rich in Jesus' name. Because God is taking us to a place where one of us, we single-handedly build church for him. That's where we are going. But I was telling the workers this morning, those who give to God, they are not those who are rich. Those who give to God, they are those who are sacrificial. They are those who are producing their actions of obedience to God because they know God well enough. I told them, every time we need to build a church, area pastor will sit down with us ministers and he will say, we want to build for God. I don't have that money now, but I will look for it and God will give me. 
I, I want to start to support it with 200,000 here. And we ministers, minimum 100,000. Some people bring their home four, time, four, four different times. A few people know what I'm saying here. And, and it will come to the congregation. Me and my ministers, we are leaders by example. We are going to raise 1.5 million for that next church that we are starting. We are the one that is starting it. Foundation, when it gets to the stage where we need your help, will come to you. And people will not wait till that time. They will come. And that's how we have been able to build for God. Being sacrificial. Sometimes when I talk about some of the things I believe God will use us to do in this place, I, I see expressions on the faces of people as if pastor will burden us. I won't burden anybody. But one thing I told the workers this morning, if we say let us do something for God and you have a heart that you must do for God, whatever you need, God will bring. The God we serve is that God that supplies need according to his riches in glory. In glory. I'm not rich, but personally, I know how sacrificial I was even when we we're building this place. So if I sit and I calculate, and I, I cannot understand, I, I don't know that I even have such amount. I don't know that I can give such amount. I don't know where I got it from. That's the God we serve. This year, seek to know God. Seek to know God. I want to help me tell your neighbor, I want you to think very well. Seek to know God. When you know God, your fellowship with God will be stronger. As you draw closer to him, he will draw closer to you. And you will have encounters with him. And from your place of encounter with him, revelations will be coming. And as revelations are coming, your convictions about God will be getting deeper. And your faith in God will be getting stronger. And as a result of your faith in God, you will be able to obey God to any level. And God will now begin to bring your way undeniable results that will draw you closer to God again. In the name of Jesus. As I round up, I want to speak to some people. Matthew 11, 28 and 29. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart. And ye shall find rest in your souls. So for some here this morning, God is calling you to come and learn of him. You can't seek God until you come to him. In genuine repentance. You can't seek God from afar. You can't seek God if there are sins that has become walls of hindrance between you and God. You can't seek him. This morning, God is asking you to come. You are listening to me this morning. You are not born again. You know you are living in sin. You know that between you and Jesus, there is no relationship because you are drinking sin like water. All you need to do this morning is to say to Jesus, I want to put an end to a sinful lifestyle by coming to you. And wherever you are, I want to put your hand on your chest. And for someone here, what God is saying to you is that if only you can come to me, then those problems you call problems, you will know they are not problems. Wherever you are, you want to come to Jesus or you want to rededicate your life to him, I want to put your hand on your chest, your right hand on your chest and identify with him this morning as we sing this song. Don't be ashamed. I want to do that. 
without looking at anyone. It's none of the business of anyone to look at you and say, ah, so this brother is not born again. Don't mind them. I want to put your hand on your chest as you sing this song. Into my heart. Into my heart. Come into my heart. Lord Jesus. Come in today. Come in to sin. Come into my heart. Lord Jesus. Into my heart. Into my heart. Come As we pray together, say after me, Lord Jesus, I come to you this morning acknowledging that I'm a sinner. Have mercy on me. Forgive me my sins. Write my name in the book of life. Take away the yoke of sin from my life and give me the rest that I can only find in you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Let's rise on our feet. I want to pray one prayer before we go into the anointing service. In Philippians 3 verse 10, let's rise on our feet. Let's rise on our feet like soldiers of Christ. In Philippians 3 verse 10, Apostle Paul, having encountered God before, he came back again and said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. As at that time he was working the miraculous, he was doing miracles. But he could come back and pray that I may know him. If Apostle Paul could pray that kind of prayer, if Daddy Joe is still praying this kind of prayer, why will, you open, why will you not open your mouth this morning and cry to Jesus that I may know you more and more this morning? That is my heart desire. Can you bust out this morning and pray to God? That I may know you is my heart desire this morning. That I may know you, instrumentalist, pray. That I may know you, Leka Poria Casoporia Liakata. Lord, I want to know you. I want to know more and more of you. I want to know more and more of you. Rico Zekoria Prakia Liakata. I want more of you. I want more of you. Jesus, the more I know you, the more I want to know you, Jesus, more of you, I want more of you, I want more of you, Jesus. The more I know you, the more I want to know you, Jesus, I love you. Tell him you want to know him. Tell him you want to know him. Tell him you are not satisfied with where you are. Lord, I want more of you. I am far from where I should be in your place. Makose ke buria ke apraku ale brano zubra liakata. 
Reba Jigria, Pazopra, Ezoke Puria, Brakiambaru, Kaboshi, Praliakata, Rako Zambrana Moshikiti. In the name of Jesus, in Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Now we want to go into the anointing service. Psalm 23, verse 5 to 6. Psalm 23, verse 5 to 6. You are going to pray one prayer. Then we proceed. Can we read it together? One to go. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointed my head with oil. My cup runneth over. I want to say something before I ask us to pray. This, for David, was his own experience. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over. I don't know where your cup has been emptied. In the mighty name of Jesus, your cup shall be filled unto overflow as the oil touches your head. In the name of Jesus. David now says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I want you to ask the Lord as the oil touches my head, this is my heart desire. Whatever it is you believe God for, I want you to, to lift up your voices. Father, I agree together with your servant here this morning. As I will be anointed this morning, it is my heart desire that my cup will run over. It is my heart desire that my hands will no profit. It is my heart desire that my head will attract favor. It is my heart desire that this year, Everything I've lost in the past will be restored back to me. Reko kabaria baji kaboria liakata. Reko poria brakia mashakata. Leko poria bajekete. Repos kembrakia liabashakata. Reka pora bajiga liaporia masakata. Elipra kuria brakua palaboshekete. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Ushers, I want to arrange the way people will dance forward. I want us to do it in such a way that as they are anointed, they drop their offering. Are we together? So package your tithe and your offering. Your tithe is one-tenth of your income.